It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It's all over, Dave. Another first round exit from the playoffs. A game seven disappointment. Does it feel any better? Does it feel any different? Let's get into it on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure, if you haven't already, subscribe for uh, for free content every day, each and every day, Monday through Friday, even through the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs, despite the Maple Leafs getting eliminated. You can also check us out on YouTube and subscribe there as well. Uh, it's over, Dave. You know, it's over. Another round one exit for the Maple Leafs. Uh, they've now broken records. They're making history here. They're the first team in uh, like modern-day winner-take-all scenarios to lose five years in a row. The first team in the MLB, NBA, and NHL combined to lose a winner-take-all game in the opening round of playoffs five years in a row. There's been some jokers that are like, oh, technically Columbus was not uh, a playoffs, but humor me. It counts. Well, like, here's the thing. They say a winner-take-all. Technically, I'm going to put pull up that tweet because got to show the good folks here on YouTube uh, the tweet that went out. I think people are mistaken what that tweet meant because everyone's like, oh, but they didn't make the playoffs in 2020. But that's not what the tweet was saying. Winner take all. It could be a wild card technically. And that's right. It says opening round of the playoffs. So whether or not you want to call the wild card an opening round, 
yeah. it's it's I guess it's a slightly open to interpretation, but regardless, they lose. It's yeah, over. Like, the season's done, Dave. Um, I have feeling. I have feeling. Let's 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 go through the range of emotion. I guess, like, mm-hmm. you know, I felt good going into it. I'll be honest with you. I actually, deep down, felt like this year was different. This was going to be the team to break the mold and break through. And ultimately, uh, we're sitting here doing the same show that I did a year ago. It's slightly different. Like to me, Toronto at least showed up in this game and they played their asses off and gave them a, a, a chance. I mean, if you look at the numbers, they probably should have won this game. But ultimately, they're hitting the links today. And Tampa's going on to round two. How does that make you feel? So, so here's the thing. I, I've i been known to be an emotional person throughout my life. Okay, I'm Italian. Emotions are second language. Third language is our hands. But when it comes to the Leafs, I have, yeah, you know, like, ah, yeah, God, I've, I've stopped letting, like, here's the thing. I've a perspective on my life has changed where I can't let myself get bothered by these things to the point where I'm going to go. It's this massive depression. Am I up? Am I not? I'm not, I was not happy at the end of the game. Like yeah. I'm not going to be like saying like, Oh, I felt nothing. No, no. I was not happy that they lost game seven. No one in the right mind should be. No, I sat in silence for at least 25 minutes. At least. Just, yeah, like I didn't really have much to say. Like what can be said? They put forth a pretty decent effort. They didn't. Like I'm just like I was pissed when they lost to Montreal. I was yeah. pissed because they just flat out did not show up. They yeah. were not in the game at all. Columbus, same thing too. Like really like this is how you're going to play. Yeah, it's like those ones. I was I was really upset. And I'm just like this time around. I'm like, I'm not going to get upset about this because they like this was a hard game. This was like they they put forth a decent effort. Does it suck that they lost in the first round again? Yes. Does it suck that they are not? I'm going to have to hear the same sorry ass jokes for the next God knows how long. It is going to suck. But guess what? Like. If it hasn't bought, it's I, I'm not gonna let this stuff keep bothering me because what's the point, right? It's just it's a reoccurring thing. It's Groundhog Day all over again. You just gotta live with it. It is, but that's what makes it so so upsetting. Today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Uh, had to get that in there, good pal. Uh, I forgot at the top of the show. No problem. Um, but like I. I you're a little more optimistic, I guess, than I am, or you're a little more level-headed than I am at this point. It's like, yeah, they, they they played well, and and maybe they should have won that game. Um, they're going up against a, a top-quality opponent. I get it. We always knew this was going to be a dogfight, almost a coin flip-type series, and figured it was going to go six, seven games, and it, it could come down to you know one goal at the end of the day, and, and that's what it did. But ultimately, like I, I wanted, I expected a little bit more. I, I just, I felt like I did, um, and it's also equally upsetting. Just it, it, it seemed like they should have won that. I think if MoneyPuck.com gave them a seventy percent chance in the like should have won o meter or whatever it is, the whatever meter that they have for like based on how they should have won that game. I think they had like a 70% chance of winning that game. So in a hundred simulations, Toronto would have won 70 out of the 100 times. This happened to be the one of the 30 times, unfortunately in this game, one of the big 
turning points though in this one which is where like it kind of goes to just slight anger for me is probably when like the Tavares goal got waved off you know and and due to, to Hall's interference was that interference yeah probably was um, I'm not going to come out here and say that that was a, a bogus call. It probably was, but if you're going to put the whistles away in a game like that, where you did for a majority of that game, you also need to put the whistle away for that play. You know what I mean? Like you're either going to call the rule book by the standard that you've set, or you're going to sit there and you're going to just keep your whistles in your pocket, not just bring it out once randomly when you want to, you know, make this call. Because there was plenty of, of trips and holds and grabs throughout the entire game that you could have called that just didn't go. But this one, you were going to, you know, make sure that you negated the goal and, and Hall went and sat for two minutes. That, to me, felt like a turning point. And it, it's more of a, an overlying kind of theme that, that builds up over the last, gosh, five, six years. You can go date all the way back to 2013. And even, I guess, the whole 18 years is, this team never seems to, and the question is, is, is this team cursed, right? Are they cursed? And this is where I, I almost start to believe it. Because if you look back at all of these game seven losses, all these eliminations and these debacles and just collapses, nothing, no bounce ever seems to go Toronto's way. No call ever seems to go Toronto's way, you know, over the course of, of an, an elimination game. Like, is it just me or does it seem like it it always comes to bite Toronto on the ass and they're the ones who end up getting screwed over by whether it's a bad bounce, which it happens. Like, it's it's a, a game played on ice with a rubber puck. I understand if this stuff happens, but they're a bad bounce or a, a phantom high-sticking call. You're calling a soft pick or you're not calling hooks or you're not calling trips or interference calls, like, it just seems to really always go against Toronto. And I hate to be the Toronto versus everybody mentality, but it just seems to always be the case. Whether that's happening on purpose, I don't think it is. It, that's just the curse. Like, that's it's just what it is. They never get a bounce going their way in a do-or-die situation. I was having the same exact conversation when I was watching the games with some friends, like, on a video call, and... But he's just like, they, they can't get a bounce. Like, no. you think about it. They had two shots go off the post. Yeah. The McKayev one and the Marner one. Yeah. Oh. Matthews had uh, a puck go off the, the like, shaft or knob of Vasilevsky's stick. Like, mm -hmm. there was a Spezza goal that just, like, literally was an inch wide. Like, yeah. It's it's one of those things where you need a bit of luck at times. You also got to make a bit of your luck too, right? And there, I think there's some and one and one thing that I th I noticed was desperation, right? When's the desperation come in? When do you when you finally just say I'm, we're going to put it all out there? We have nothing left to lose, right? I I maybe we'll wait we'll wait this for the second segment because I wanted to uh, discuss your tweet. Well, okay, so uh, so you want to get there? Why don't we take a quick break uh, for a second, and then we can get back into the game. And because I do want to discuss the tweet, because I I I still stand by it. Mm -hmm. I really do. I still stand by it. You can challenge me on it if you want, but I stand by it. But uh, before we get there, 
before we get to, to the tweet, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sport developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the hockey playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morissuti with me. We're your hosts here at Locked On Leafs. The season is over. Toronto losing 2-1 to to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 7 in Round 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But we're not finished up with the podcast. It's a year-round podcast. 365. We'll be going straight five shows all the way through until the end of the playoffs. And then we'll kind of scale it back through the summer. Still get you three shows a week, but we're still here. So make sure that you're continued to be subscribed. Today's show, we're kind of reflecting on, on this series in particular. Over the course of the week, we'll go through what we believe will happen to this team in the future. So make sure you're subscribed so you can get that content, uh, whether it's via podcast form or on YouTube, where we're trying to build and grow a community there. Also, uh, Dave, why don't you tell the good folks about the community that we've been growing on? Uh, what's the website that we're using? I don't Discord. know why. I'm, uh, Discord. Thank you. I'm you know what? Uh, if there's somebody that I felt like like the pain and, and like the pain of Lease Nation, that our Discord channel was, you know what? I will say this: as heartbroken as they were, this is why I love our Discord channel. Everybody was uplifting. There yes. wasn't there wasn't any toxic talk about what comes next. It was like th- th- this is what I wish I had. I'm like, why did it take so long for us to get this Discord? I needed this. I know. I, I, you know what? Um, yeah, it was tough, but uh, it'll it, be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes down below if you want to join the Discord. And that Discord is going to be going. Well, I mean, it's going to become very, uh, very active over the next uh, week. I, I would imagine say. so. I would imagine so. Um, all right, so yeah, two one, two one loss, and you were just getting to the point where you wanted to see kind of that burst from the the stars show up. Did you feel you got that, Dave? Because I didn't. I didn't feel like we really got that urgency where it seemed like, oh, this team's about to tie it up. It just, it really didn't seem like, not to say that they didn't want it, but they didn't, they just never took over in a way where you're like, this is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the guy in particular, I know you're going to bring up the tweet, but a guy in particular who, maybe it's just on me for having sky high expectations on somebody who I feel is the league's MVP and one of the best players in the world, but I didn't feel like Austin Matthews uh, put the team on his back and took that team to the second round. And I just wanted to see that. And, 
you're seeing the tweet here. Uh, if you're here with us on, on YouTube, if you're listening through the audio form, I'll read it out to you. I tweeted this out about an hour or so after the game, maybe an hour and a half after. Actually, it was right after Connor McDavid scored to make it 2-0 for the Oilers, and it was kind of curtains. You knew that they were going on. And uh, I said, what we're seeing from 97, what we're seeing 97 do right now is kind of what I wanted to see out of 34 tonight. The guy who elevated is moving on, and the guy who didn't, well, isn't. Now I got a lot of flack for that, Dave. And uh, yes, I'm well aware that the quality of competition was not the same. So I had to also kind of put a response and make a thread out of it and say, obviously the quality of competition wasn't the same, but the best players in the world should be able to shine no matter who they play. That's what that's how you get your name in that conversation. Matthews wasn't the problem by any means, but he didn't put the team on his back either. That is what I meant by that comment. And, and, you can tell me differently, but at no point did I sit there and say, Matthews is ready. Matthews is winning this game. Like, I didn't think that Austin Matthews had the best game of the series in game seven, where Connor McDavid, he took his game to another level that night and willed his team to victory. I get it. Two different opponents. But at the end of the day, it's one game, and you got to be the best player on the ice. Connor was, Austin wasn't. He wasn't the best player on the ice that night. Maybe it been Nick Paul, for Pete's sake. But Andre Vasilevsky was also up there. Victor Hedman you could put up there uh, who had a better game than than uh, Austin Matthews. Like That is what I mean by, by that tweet. And I understand the quality of competition is different, but when you are the best player in the world or you are in that conversation, you need to be the best player on the ice. And I just felt that Austin, though he had a good game, good game, he played well but he didn't exceed expectations and do what's necessary to bring this team to the second round. And, and I just wanted a little bit more out of him. Yeah. So look, I, I thought your tweet was fair. First and foremost, you know what? Like wh- at the end of the day, who are you going to criticize when a team goes through a performance like this? It has to be the guys that you're putting in the position to lead the team. Right. You know, Austin Matthews is a great player, but it didn't. It was like he had a lot of chances. They had a lot of shots when he was on the ice. He played well. He played well too. Yeah. This isn't me saying that he was the reason he why they lost, enough. or that he played bad. But he didn't take over that game, and that's what the great players. That's what the best players in the world need to do at that point. And I felt in the third period, I was waiting for that to happen, and it just never came. Yeah, the third period was a disappointing part for me. Because look, as many fans, and we brought up the officials, you know, in the in the previous segment, the Leafs can get all the power plays they want, but when you can't actually score on the power play, what's the point? That's the other thing, guys. They can get all the power plays they want, and somebody even brought this up, and I thought they weren't wrong. You actually have to score on those power play chances too, True. and they didn't. So, like that, that's the thing there, like the. Sw- you know, you can't rely on the power play either. Some they guys were... do. We understand that. But what it comes down to is I'm if you're watching the Rangers Penguins game, you're watching two teams just it's a dog fight. They're yeah. they're going for the hard places on the ice. I felt at times the Leaf stars were too content on staying to the uh, on the outside. This has always been my criticism of them. And Tampa's just like, all right, we're just going to stick here in the middle in the slot. No one's going to come here. This is the no fly, the no skate zone. And I didn't see anyone on the Leafs 
say, no, we're going to we're going to bully you into this area. I didn't see that. There was no pushback on the lightning defense. Like at one point late in the game, Austin Matthews has it on his stick. I think it was just around the uh, like a minute left in the game, maybe even less than a minute left. Pass it off to Marner. No, there was that one. Austin Matthews should never be passing it off, by the way. That's 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 not what a star player is supposed to do. It was. I think it was like, like 40 seconds left or something like that. Someone will correct me in the comments, but no, he has no support and he dumps the puck into the zone only for there to be no blue jerseys in the zone. And it's an easy out for the lightning. Like a play like that. First off, Austin Matthews dumping and chasing. Come on. That is not like you. There's gotta be some, you know, conviction with every play that you make in those moments. They, I didn't see that from him. And yeah, passing it off on a chance to shoot. Not really what we expect from Austin Matthews either. No. And again, like I, he's not the reason why this team lost. Absolutely not. Like Tampa give credit where credit is due. Like they, they're a good team. Andre Vasilevsky had, had the game that we kind of all were worried about. Like he was going to be, uh, the boogeyman, and he was going to win that game. That's, that's just what he does, no. and he kind of did. And, and right, so I'm not sitting here saying Toronto played bad, or I'm not saying they got outplayed, and I'm disappointed in their efforts. I'm not. I thought they played well, and they probably should have won that game if it was all in a simulation. Obviously, a couple of bad breaks, and next thing you know, they're out. They lose two one. Uh, but to to your power play point, yeah, like the Maple Leafs, you look at their entire series, fourteen percent on the power play. 14%. The amount of power plays that both these teams were given and Toronto only operated at 14%. Meanwhile, Tampa operating at 22%. I mean, like that's a that, that that's kind of the difference right there. It's the fact that Tampa, uh, you know, when they got the power play, they were able to kind of convert a couple of times. The five on three on the high stick, that's really how they tied the game in game six to even bring it to overtime, was converting on the power play. Meanwhile, the Maple Leafs get one. And they're just unable to do anything with it. Unable to do anything with it in the last, you know, handful of games. Um, and it just went completely cold. Something that was number one in the league through the entire year. And you talk about the break-in for, for the power play. It's very similar where it's just, you know, they do the little drop pass. Someone comes in, you know, whether it's Matthews or Marner into the neutral zone. And then they try and chip it to the left to whether it's Willie or Tavares. And then they try and do that break in that way. And it, it, it got stagnated so many times. Like they knew, I knew it was coming, which meant Victor Hedman knew this thing was freaking coming or Ryan McDonough was come, knew it was coming or whoever was there. And they were there just to kind of stop it every single time. Right. Like it just, it yeah. got, it got really, really stale. Um, and there wasn't many adjustments made, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't think like panel, I don't think uh, special teams didn't lose them. No, I don't think so. Either. The series to me, um, I just think at the end of the day, I we needed the superstars to perform to the ability that they did at other points of the season, and they didn't. You know, like that that had to be Austin Matthews' best game of the year. Like that's what I was. I would say I was expecting. Honestly, that's what I was expecting for me to come out and be like the way that I felt about him after that game in Minnesota, and we always pinpoint that one game, right? That's how I wanted to feel about him at the end of the game. Like that dude dominated and took over on both ends of the ice. And he said, I'm not losing this one. He never really did that. You know, Mitch Marner didn't register a single shot on goal actually in this game. Um, 
I, 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 you know, I thought Willie played pretty good. You know, Tavares, he, he, you know, played well as himself, but at the end of the day, they just weren't able to get it done. It's, it's little upsetting, little upsetting that we're having this conversation here once again. The, ups- the upsetting part is that game six was their chance. Really, if you think about it, when you're up three two with the chance to to end the game, to end the series, that was their chance. When they didn't win that game, I'm just like, this is not good. And even a friend of mine said, I, I don't like their chances anymore because they they gave Tampa that belief. They gave them that yeah. belief, right? Well, even game seven, I mean, Brayden Point goes down early. You got to take advantage. Like that's one of their best players, one of the guys who shut you down along with Sorelli. And then they got to go and they got to change up their lineups a little bit. And you can't take advantage of that. Right. Like the, that, that was a matchup that had given them fits. Sorellian point on Marner Matthews and point goes down. And all of a sudden I thought, okay, that's a break. Can they, can, can they capitalize? Can they take advantage? They didn't. Like they flat out didn't. Um, you know, kudos to Nick Paul, who, who stepped up in a big way, obviously in the absence of Braden point. But uh, if Nick Paul it, it can get the better of you, that's that's not saying like, that's not a positive thing there. Dave. Oh, the the I'll give you this. Locked on Senators uh, podcast was really. Oh yeah, they were. Mad. They were. They they definitely were. Um, Jack Campbell was great though to 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 kind of pull it a positive. Like I thought that guy was dynamite, and I know we're gonna get into what's next. I guess in the next. Uh, in the next few podcasts throughout the week and in the next week. But Jack Campbell proved to me in this seven-game series, like, they, they can win with this guy if if they play up to their abilities. And he, last night, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, the first goal, I mean, that takes a weird bounce off of Morgan Riley, kind of gets him out of position a little bit as he had to adjust yeah. to the bounce, and then he w- just wasn't able to regain his balance to – put the rebound in a better place. And Nick Paul, that guy just yeah. pokes it in. Uh, and then the second goal kind of Nick Paul just makes a, a quick shot from in the inner slot. And that one goes in too. Um, so, y- you know, they're, they're both pretty goals that you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're not upset about. Unlike last year where uh, he was very upset about the goal that he allowed mm-hmm. uh, in the third period there against Montreal Canadians. But Ultimately, I thought Jack Campbell was probably the best Maple Leaf on the night. Yeah, I, I was even going to give Morgan Riley some love on that in that game. He, yeah. scored, he scored the goal to give them life. I thought he was he was really pushing it. He was trying. I I, I don't fault like I thought Brody, Brody had a solid game. Yeah, like he had like Riley had five, he had five shots in that game. Yeah. Um. It, he was really the Leafs' only offensive threat from the blue line, too, which we'll get into kind of something I want to talk about in, in the future here. But yeah. like that's that like, I mean, he scored he scored two like in this series. Uh, he he scored three goals in this series. For like considering how poor the Leafs' defense was at creating offense, it's not bad for Morgan Riley. I thought any any issues you have with his contract going forward i think he kind of earned some brownie points in my opinion i don't think anyone should have issues with that contract i i uh, trust me there's, there's people who do 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're paying a guy who can play defense. Yeah, yeah. There, there are those people. You're right. Um, you know what? Before we before we move on, I want to. I, I got a couple of questions on the other side that I want to ask you. We'll kind of tease them. I want to know if this loss felt any different to you. Is there blame to put here? And most importantly, Dave, do you let this team maybe run it back? We'll answer those questions afterward from our show sponsors from Built Bar. All right, folks, so close your eyes for a second. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then open your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs. I never had anything like this before. They're available right now. We can't promise they'll be there tomorrow. So get them today at built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, we'll let you in on a little secret here because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. Now, I also will mention that they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. So go to built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. And if you want to save a little money while you do it, make sure when you go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. So that is promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti with you. We're hosts here at Locked On Leafs uh, Toronto. Another first round exit after they fall in game seven, two to one to the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. It's funny, Dave. I'm still like it's been over 24 hours and I am still getting uh, tweets and responses to my <laughs> tweet uh, from earlier. I People like sending me, you know, the, the scoreboard and everyone's like, oh, I took them seven games to get past the Kings. And it's like, guys, I'm talking about game seven specifically. And one guy elevated his game in game seven and one did it at the end of the day. That's what happened. Did he play poorly? No, Austin Matthews did not play poorly. But was he the best player on the ice in that game? Did he take over? Did he dominate, put the team on his back? No, but guess who did? Connor McDavid. And I understand he had a, a better you know, quality competition, but guess what? It doesn't matter. You still need to get the job done. You can't use it as an excuse for who you're playing, guy. Can't use for excuse for who you are playing. And that leads to the next question that I have for you, Dave. 
Did this loss feel any different this year than it did in years past? I know you mentioned, you know, it did feel a little bit different from last year. You're more angry. But, like, when you break it down, the fact that this team is out again in the first round of the playoffs, how did it make you feel? Like, does it feel any different? Um, You really start to re- – like, I know a lot of – like, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, was this year different? Yeah, the opponent was different. The circumstances were different because you actually had fans this time and things like that. But the game seven felt diff- felt the same. Like the result in game seven was similar. So like I don't, I don't know. Like there, there seems to be a common theme here. I haven't been able to really put my finger on it, but yeah, I, I still think that this team was good enough to win. Like this team was de- like each year you kind of think that, but I really thought this year they had all the right pieces. It's just one team was better, had a better game plan, executed their game plan better. And that's, that's really how it went. Yeah. I, I'm, I was watching this Pittsburgh game tonight and and I'm watching guys like, first of all, Sidney Crosby go out big time block. And right after that, Brock McGinn putting his body on the line, stacking the pads as if he's a goaltender to block a shot. And I'm watching and I'm like, I didn't really see much of that last night. Like there was a couple of guys, no doubt who made some big blocks, but a guy of the caliber of like Sidney Crosby, not, not, not really. You know what I mean? Like we, we see some guys just kind of like they go out there and almost flamingo in a way, but we didn't quite see, you know, Austin Matthews go down to his belly to make some, some blocks. Um, so that is when you look at how game seven needs to be treated differently. I think there's still those types of lessons that, that they need to unlock, I guess, uh, where guys like Crosby and, and, you know, the guys on Pittsburgh, the guys on, um, you know, Tampa, you saw Stamkos going down blocking shots. Like they just know, right. They've been there, done that. They know that you need to do just something different. And I just still feel like Toronto has just a little bit more that they had to do that they needed to do throughout the series, not just in game seven, but like throughout the series to kind of, they could have won it. Is that's the problem? Like this series was completely winnable with just a, a couple of bounces that went their way and maybe just like slightly more effort in a couple of more games. I mean, game four, the effort that they put out there was just piss poor, absolutely piss poor. Uh, Game two was not very good for them. I believe the Pittsburgh Penguins are going on to round two because it looks like somebody just scored. I think it was Brian Rust, it appears. Anyway, we talk about that uh, afterward. Um, do I feel different ultimately? No, I don't. I still am disappointed that the team didn't get it done because much like other years, they were the better team. They played better. They should have won. But a couple of bad bounces, a couple of bad turnovers, a couple of bad mistakes, and that's all she wrote. And it's kind of very similar to what we saw last year, the year before, and the year before that. So although the team is better and they played better, it's still when I look at the narrative and like what has hurt this team, it's it's still those incon- the inconsistencies. It's still the... Like I said, the turnovers and 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 that's just what to me 
needs to stop. That's what not what Tampa does, right? Like, I, how many turnovers does Tampa Bay have? Not too many. I don't know, man. I, 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 it wasn't that different. I'm still very, very, I'm real in here. It's starting to come back now. Jeez, Dave. Like, for a second there, I was like, okay, I feel good. But now it's all starting to come back. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not going to feel good, right? Cause you think you lament on the opportunities, right? Yeah, game four. Oh, I was, I was disgusted at that. I said, this is terrible. And then they go out and they win game. And then they win game five. And I'm like, okay, do it in game six. Prove the like change the narrative that you're gonna yeah. get the job done. It did they just- did they change the narrative? That was the question that I was trying to get that I was uh, I meant to get to after this one. Did they change the narrative? The killer instincts, they did not change that narrative for me. That's why it's not different. They still had an opportunity in two games to go out there, get it done, knock off Tampa Bay, and move on to the second round. And they couldn't find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, the teams that know when they have the other team on the ropes know how to get the job done, right? They know how to finish it off. Tampa knew they had the Leafs on the ropes when they were up two one. They knew it, and they knew what they need to do to keep the Leafs from tying that game. Did they get some luck? Sure did. That's what teams need. You need some luck sometimes. Um, but I also just think that did the Leafs do enough? I, I, I'm having a hard time really putting my finger on that because I also want to hear what Kyle Dubas has to say about it. I want to hear what yeah. his like that's that's gonna be the the crucial thing. When I listen, like when Sheldon Keefe said we earned the respect in the handshake line, I'm just like, the hell does that do for me? Like what is like that doesn't that doesn't help the Leafs fans who are now getting. You know the the same old jokes and memes that they have to see from their friends from other teams, and that right. like that doesn't help that. So for me, it's just like for a lot of these fans, it's easy to just say they just blew it; they didn't get the job done, and that's that's simply <laughs> simply like there's no way to you can't really sugarcoat something that's that that's sour. Like how much. Yeah. There's no amount of sugar that's going to take the sour taste out of other people's mouths, and I, I totally get that. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. Do you place blame anywhere? Like you can't. Like I, I'm like, where, where really can you put the blame? Right? Like it's not one thing that costs them. Mm-hmm. It's not like one play costs them the series. It's not like really the blame. I did get a lot of so I I posted like another thing on Twitter just asking how people felt. There was a lot of blame that was going towards the officials and saying how, you know, it was stolen by the officiating in Game Six and Game Seven. I, I'm not for it. I'm not there to make that excuse. But that is one thing that people a lot of people are trying to put blame on. Like if if this was officiated down the middle and what was called on Toronto was also called on Tampa or vice versa, what Tampa got away with and what Toronto could have gotten away with, um, Toronto should have won that game. Yes, but also I'm never one to really 100% blame the officials because at the end of the game, at the end of the day, it was a one goal game. You had 60 minutes to score an additional goal uh, and they didn't do that. Right. You know, you, sure that maybe you would have liked a couple more power plays, or you would have not wanted that Justin Hall uh, 
minor or the phantom high stick in game six, of course. But at the end of the day, if you also would have just scored one more goal in each of those games, one more goal, wouldn't be having this conversation. And that's on you to score. That's not on the refs. That's that's on yeah. Austin Matthews. That's on John Tavares, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, like Michael Bunting. That's that's on all those guys to get it done. And they didn't. Yeah, like th- th- that's really what it comes down to, right? Like you can blame the refs all you want. The refs don't score the goals for you, right? Yeah. The refs don't make the saves for you. Yeah, you get you get shot in the foot with a bad high sticking call in game six. Go kill the penalty off. I understand that you can lose your like you can't lose your composure, right? Like you know, it's it's understandable if you if you get upset about something that goes against you, but don't let it rattle you to the point where like it's just like I think Morgan Riley says we don't really know what the rules are anymore. I think he kind of says something along those lines. There's frustration there. I get it. But let's let's cool it on the whole refs were the story in the series because they really weren't the the entire like the biggest story in the series. I lied about five minutes ago. Yeah, I was about to say I'm like, there's been no OT goal. You're you're there has been now, uh, but I got a, a message from my buddy that said Rust GWG. I thought that meant Rust scored the game-winning goal, but that was him making his Red prediction man. ahead of overtime. But no, it's our Temi Panarin who gets it done, a guy who knows a thing or two about winning. He's had some successful long playoff runs. I don't think he ever won a cup with Chicago, though, right? Their cup run kind of stopped no, after he, he got there. He, no. Um, yeah, because he, he got there in 2016. I think their last cup was 2014 or 15, maybe. Yeah, but I, I think mean, it was 2015 when they beat the Lightning, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's, that's yeah. The Lightning lost in their first cup final. Yeah. Yeah, but he was part of the the Blue Jackets that beat the Lightning as well. <laughs> when was what the Lightning? So he knows a thing or two about winning series, unlike the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you know what? I, I think when it comes to the run it back conversation, we're gonna have to take a couple of days and and kind of go over this because there's too many question marks. I think at this point we got to hear from the team. They're having their locker cleanouts tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, we'll hear from Kyle Dubis. We'll hear from Sheldon Keith, uh, and and all the players as they do their their year end press conferences, and uh, I think that'll give us a, a little bit of a better understanding of where the team's at, and we can comment with a little bit more information once we know uh, know where everyone stands and what the what the plan is, perhaps. Um, so maybe throughout the week we'll get into that conversation of what's next for this team. I mean. Technically, Dave, we have all the way up until next October to have that conversation here on the Locked Out Lease podcast because it's another first-round exit, a first-round elimination. Maple Leafs early birds to get to the golf course once again, and uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but I guess best of luck to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Best of luck to Adam Danker. Over at Locked On Lightning, um, congratulations! Still, at the end of the day, hard-fought victory. Um, you always knew it was going to be a good series. Yeah, the series lived up to expectation. I think it we did. can agree with that, right? Like Jonas, we, I, I, I don't have the tweet with me, but Jonas Eagle pretty much said like this was a tight series yeah. right until the end. Like this right. wasn't a series that one team was. Like yeah, the Leafs had some good games, but like there were, it was a pretty equal. Both series. teams, both teams had one blowout, and then it was pretty 
even Steven in the rest of the games, despite the play, despite the, the penalties and whatnot, it was still pretty even. And it turned out to be a great series. Um, but at the end of the day, the Maple Leafs needed one more goal in either game six or game seven. They weren't able to get it done. And it's the Tampa Bay lightning moving on and the Toronto Maple Leafs going home for a fifth, fifth, sixth, fifth straight. Like fifth straight fifth, loss. Straight. Yeah, fifth straight loss in the playoffs. Fifth, fifth straight loss in a game decider. That's it. It was fifth straight loss in a game decider, but sixth straight first round yes. exit dating back to the six-game series against the Washington Capitals. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is, man. I guess we'll, we'll take the next week or so, and uh, we will – chat a little bit about the future of this club. Hopefully you guys uh, stick around with us throughout the entire summer. We'll have tons of good content uh, that we'll be, that we'll be doing. We got, you know, the draft is coming up. The Maple Leafs actually have a first round pick for the first time in a couple of years. So we could go through some draft content. Uh, We'll also follow along the playoffs uh, as a whole and, you know, follow along what goes on with the Maple Leafs and probably get some, some pretty cool. uh, Actually, did you see the, TikTok the other day about uh it was Austin Alexander posted a TikTok it was last night about Maple Leaf fans the one it was like the Maple Leaf fan in his garage and then he walks out and he's in a, a Leafs jersey walks out and then walks back out into the frame and he's rocking the Oilers jersey did you see this TikTok I did not see this TikTok okay I'm gonna send you the TikTok I'll send it to you I bet you there's some people listening they're like oh yeah I saw that talk to him he's down to come join us this week talk a little bit about uh, his thoughts on how the series went, how the season went, maybe he, what he wants going moving forward. I know he's a big Leaf fan um, and just a, an overall funny dude as well. Austin Alexander, good good dude, good dude. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here today on the pod. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Uh, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. You can also find us on YouTube, Locked On Leafs on YouTube. We're still on a road to a thousand. Even though the Leafs are out, we still are going to be doing our giveaway once we hit a thousand subs on YouTube. We'll be back another with another episode tomorrow and throughout the week. We'll be looking forward as what what to do for the Maple Leafs. What does the future hold? for toronto uh thank you so much it's been it's it was a fun season it was a good season uh the hockey is over but now the off season begins and i can't wait to talk a little bit about that as well dave so we'll have, we'll have some fun throughout the next couple of months as we gear up for another year of maple Leafs hockey next year but it's not quite over yet still tons of hockey to be played tons of hockey for us to talk about as well uh we'll get back into the saddle tomorrow morning with a new episode for you guys. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked on NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked on NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.